Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of TapCalf Transmissions, the only Star Wars podcast in existence. Today we are discussing another phenomenal entry in the Young Jedi Knights book series, that is Darkest Night. Not the Darkest Night, just Darkest Night. Yeah, like which... I've been looking forward to this one for a while, because like getting Batman in a Star Wars book, you really look forward to that kind of cameo, <laughs> and we finally got it. <laughs> Yeah, my dumbass. I was like looking for the. I was looking for the, the the picture for my my thumbnail or whatever. I searched darkest night. I was like, what? Why is this not coming up? And I was like, oh yeah, it's the most generic name ever. <laughs> or not generic. It's just not very Star Warsy. Well, it no, it's generic. It's Star Warsy enough, but it's too generic to mm -hmm. be findable. Like it's mm -hmm. it's it's fine as a title. I don't think uh, Kevin J. Anderson or and Rebecca Moista were concerned about like Google SEO when they were making this book. Cause which I'd say is probably its biggest failing. Yeah. Um, they, that's something they should have been on top of in what the early nineties. There's not right? one single top 10 list in this entire book. <laughs> well, which there, there was really the, when Jason lists top 10, uh, weird animals, top 10 epic ways to make braids with only one arm. Well, that's an Anakin. List. That's Anakin. Yeah. So to kind of, Get everyone up to date if you haven't read the prior books. I well, mean, before we start, uh, is there oh, okay, any okay. I, is there any Star Wars news you want to talk of first? Mm. Well, that's great because before we get into any of that this week, Justin, I do want to bring up at the top of the uh -oh. show this time that uh, next oh, yes. week's episode we are going to be having uh, an astrophysicist on the podcast, Doctor Evil Bob the Bob, a good friend of mine from the modding world who is a practicing astronomer. So mm -hmm. we're going to be doing some discussion of uh, science in Star Wars and kind of going over like what things would kind of look like if Star Wars were real or if certain situations happened for real. Uh, so if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to talk about next week on that show, that'll be next Thursday, uh, let us know in mm -hmm. an email at tapcaftransmissions.gmail.com. Any questions? Yep. Any, questions any astrophysics or or physics or astronomy questions in general, feel free, and uh, the smart or, guy will answer them for you. Or you can tweet to us at TapCalf Transmissions on Twitter. So mm -hmm. now, now you can talk about any news, or if you want to just get right into the book. I don't I think mean, there's really had, been much uh, news this week. Yeah, the only news I'd say is we had our first Star Wars Squadrons tournament, which was really fun. Our second Star Wars Squadrons tournament, but our first one of the Calrissian Cup. Sorry, sorry, you're right. First of the Calrissian Cup. I'd say we did pretty well. We, we went straight even. Uh, so you play 10 matches, well, well, five matches with two games in each match, and we uh, we won five and we lost five. Yeah, we went 2-0 so. twice, 0-2 twice, and then 1-1 once, which uh, I think we kind of established ourselves as like mm -hmm. solidly middle of the pack there, which for a team of essentially YouTubers and streamers... Yeah, I was pleased uh, with it. Yeah, I, I, was, I was expecting much worse going in. And I feel like next time we'll probably be in even better shape because mm -hmm. uh, I will begrudgingly admit you are definitely our best player. And uh, <laughs> maybe not now with uh, with our new team member. Yeah. But uh, but so we can only go up from here. Alex is pretty damn good, though, too. But yeah, it's going to be interesting. It, it'll almost be nice to have two subs, though, next week or next month because... Like, we won't have to play the entire six hours. I mean, I didn't this time, but, like... 
I mean, I probably still will and Wasted probably still will because we don't want to stop our streams. But Yeah, that's that's true. Um, we'll, we'll you and Charlie can swap in and out if you really want to. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Uh, to be honest, like... I start to see skill decline after like after playing a bunch of a game, so it might be good mm. to get a match off or whatever. But we'll figure that out. Uh, we'll do lots of practices, though, guys, on both X2 and Corey's channel. Uh, Corey loses, so if you want to watch that, it should be fun. But other than that, did you see that there was a pretty <laughs> reasonably sized leak for the High Republic in an official High Republic video? I did not. Okay, well, we won't discuss the specifics during the uh, during the stream, but... Yeah, they they should have like leaked, like spoilers the, for overall yeah, major like, plot detail. Yeah, for like the villain, like who's going to be the real villains and what, like stuff like that. Is it Snoke? <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, but yeah. Is it the Grisk? Of... Have someone remembered the Grisks? No, no one remembered the Grisk. <laughs> oh, All right. Well, I do have one other bit of news, and that's that uh, another one of my pot lights in my basement have shut off or. The light bulb is burnt out. Shut off. Makes it sound different than it is. But uh, I started off with 12. I'm down to down to a solid 6. And I don't want to... I don't want to pay the money to replace them. I'm looking for, like, smart bulbs. So my lighting is terrible right now in the video version of this. Uh, and it's only going to get worse until I've decided to drop the $400 that I need to do to spend... Or to replace all of them, which kind of sucks. Damn. God damn. But let's talk about some Young Jedi Knights. Mm-hmm. So, as a bit of a brief recap for this series, what's this, book five? Uh, I think we might be on book six. Book six, okay. I'm Basically, gonna... we're in 23 years after the Battle of Yavin, I think, or around that point. It's after there's largely peace between the Empire and the New Republic, and we're following the story of mostly Jason and Jaina Solo, the twin uh, children of Han and Leia. Tenel Ka, who is a hapen princess, basically, and is now um, only one-armed. Uh, Lobaka, who is Chewbacca's nephew. And those are really the main characters, and they're sort of... How old are they right now? Like, 13? Yeah, they're about 13, and this is book five. Uh, yeah, so they're about 13, maybe 14. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh, they're, I think, 16 or 17 by the start of the Yuuzhan Vong War, and that's 25 mm-hmm. ABY. So, so they're coming, well, they're they're bo- coming they're into their own. They're born in 9 ABY, so they'd be 14. Yeah, they're coming into their own. They're, they've just built their lightsabers last book. Um, and this time, because Luke has a very sort of laissez-faire approach to training Jedi. That's one like, way to put he's a neglectful teacher. Yeah, he's like, do what you want. Like, I'm probably not going to be around for too long. Like, Tion Solusar, of all people, who admittedly is only a Jedi because she really wants to be able to do a lot of the training. Yeah, Luke just thought it would be too awkward to tell her, actually, no, you you kind of suck. But we do see her using the, a lightsaber. Stick with the harp, Tion. Yeah. And we very yeah. rarely get to see Tion with a, with a, uh, with a lightsaber going on, so... Is she so Solusar by this point, by the way, or is she? I don't know if we have an explicit marriage time mm. for them, but mm. I think I think they might be married. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it would be during NJO or between now and NJO, because there's not really anything that happens between now and NJO. No. A few years off that everyone has of uh, yep. mostly peace, which is nice for them, I guess. Yeah. So they're training at Luke's Praxium on Yavin. Um, 
And each book kind of, so far, each book has really been about one of the kind of main four characters, and it will swap back. This one was largely a Lobaka book because the kind of driving conflict is it's Lobaka's sisters. Um, it's There's like kind of like a, a Wookiee rite of, prep, of passage, which a lot of Wookiees will do, but not all of them. It's her Baka Mitzvah. Yeah, exactly. Where they go into the, the underworld and, and well, do something. I don't know if it has to be specifically get vines from this one plant. I don't yeah, think so. Yeah, they have to do a KOTOR, two fetch, or a KOTOR <laughs> yeah. 1 fetch quest. Yeah. So. so in this book, of course, they go to Kashyyyk uh, because Lobaka's sister needs help after her partner, uh, who was meant to do it with her, disappears in the middle of the night. Well, she was. Uh, I think it was that she was going to do her own kind of yeah quest and then she didn't take anyone she wanted to do it on her own and she never came back disappear and it was going to be lobaka's wife in the future yeah Uh, lobaka was pining for her yeah so we lose out on a lowy love interest and Mm -hmm. uh yeah you don't get any action until the uh, the killix and that's like 20 years from now but uh (laughs) of of course the whole crew accompanies them to kashik but as this is happening wouldn't you know it the second Imperium, apparently led by Darth Sidious himself, reborn for the sixth or seventh time now. Allegedly. Also, allegedly, also has their sights set on Kashyyyk. And specifically, Kashyyyk's like this big manufacturer of like computers. So the Empire or the second Imperium's plan is to go in there, steal some computers, and then kind of mix into the new republic fleet and be all secretive and then launch some massive attack well this is actually a pretty prescient book or like this arc is pretty prescient about the uh the second imperium as a villain because it really goes into the dangers of deep fakes which you didn't think <laughs> they'd be covering in 1996 that's I think. true that's uh, true but yeah so this was 1996 and and the the palpatine we have here spoilers for i think next book so I'm I'm just gonna jump ahead right now. You're mm-hmm. you're about 25 years yeah. late if you haven't read this already. We're almost done the arc, uh, so I think it is next book. So, yeah the 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 Palpatine who is leading the Second Imperium here is actually just a collection of edited videos, essentially in voice clips. <laughs> yeah, used to fake Palpatine. So there's not even a person impersonating Palpatine. It's four royal guards that are pressing play on a MacBook in a giant mm-hmm. pod. And mm. this is enough to fool Brachus and mm. everyone else involved in the Second Imperium. So I, there's even part of it where Brachus is like, well, he came back as a clone a few times, so it may as well, like, it's probably him, right? And <laughs> I, I enjoyed that. Which, like, to be you're fair, both an idiot, yeah. And yeah, he's back a lot. So <laughs> yeah. chances are he was around somewhere. And I, I can't hold it against Brachus for, for making that jump there. No, me neither. Um yeah, I mean, it makes sense, but it is kind of suspect that, like, the Emperor never shows himself, and he's, like, kind of in this pod, so it's like, oh my god, is he just a decrepit corpse or something? Um, I mean, they get the Royal Guards, they get the shuttle and everything, so it is fairly convincing. The strangest part of this book is not that, but the fact that, like, this uh, this small second Imperium, which is, like, a space station which is run by, like, some random pilot who they picked up. and Well, the, <laughs> the Shadow team. Academy isn't the entire Second Imperium. It's just no. a big, important chunk of it. So they have, like, 
a world out there somewhere. Yeah, because they do talk about a fleet, but I just the idea that it would be a threat to the uh, the New Republic at this point is kind of there, there's some scale issues. It's like, oh, the Second Imperium is so much of a threat that like Kashyyyk is repurposing old ass Y wings. Yeah, they have to. We didn't have time to build anything new. We have to just re uh, recommission all these old things. You know, we only have four thousand ships right now. <laughs> so, do you like the idea of Palpatine being back? as an actual palpatine or is this kind of deep faked palpatine better um i mean it could have been fun for a kid's book for palpatine to be back they did sort of the deep fake thing with like the thrawn duology a lot better obviously yeah but it, it's they're pretty silly books so either way is kind of fine <laughs> that is kind of interesting that we get like the the Thrawn trilogy and then the Dark Empire stuff as the two things that often get compared. But then you also have the the fake return of Palpatine <laughs> and the fake return of Thrawn. <laughs> I never as, like, thought of the that last before. things that we get. Yeah, and they're within like five years as well. Just yeah. like so, it's all very close together. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like we we're we're smarter than this. It's like, like poetry; it rhymes. Yeah. Although, to be fair, the New Republic at this point doesn't believe Palpatine's back. No. Um, just, although It's literally Jaina, just Brackus. <laughs> yeah, it's just Brackus being an, like an absolute dumbass. But, uh, <laughs> but Jaina... Uh, Zek t- tells Jaina in this, in this book that he's back, and she's like, No, he's not, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is, he is. Yeah, like Brackus... Because Zek, so it starts off with the A plot being like Loey's sister and doing all that. And then the B plot is kind of Zek at the Shadow Academy because he was captured last time. Uh, mm-hmm. And he's been taken in as the. He's been two books ago, night. maybe. Or, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah. he's been undergoing his training. And uh, so once they come together, though, you still need a B plot. And the yeah. B-plot becomes Brackus is a dumbass. <laughs> so <laughs> it's literally just five different chapters where Brackus is getting visited by the fake Emperor Palpatine for just reasons that are around. never made clear to anyone. Like, I don't think there's a reason that Palpatine comes to the Shadow Academy. He just shows up and it's like this pod that's being carried around by four royal guards. <laughs> he... He doesn't talk to anyone, and Brackus's whole story there is that he's trying to talk to the Emperor, <laughs> and then Palpatine's just like, "No, I don't." He's think like, "I'm really. vibing in here. Fuck <laughs> off." <laughs> it's it's funny because if you um if you did it from like the Imperial Guard perspective, it could be like an episode of a sitcom or something. <laughs> It's like, oh, I'm my friends here studying. I'm not, you know, doing this. It's like you got to keep the ruse up for. <laughs> Mo- Mom's knocking at the door. Like, are you sure? Are you guys? Do you need any cheesies in there? <laughs> like, yes, yes. Uh, we're we're good. Uh, death, death to the New Republic. <laughs> <laughs> shit, shit, he's coming. He's coming. Put the robe on. Put the robe on. Yeah, this story is probably the. The dumbest in terms of like the the quinky dinks that happen in this story. It's like <laughs> you expect him to be attacking some like like oh let's attack Kuat where they're making all this stuff or like chorus. Well, they or... specifically wanted the uh, the computer systems because they already had the hyperdrives to fuel yeah. their entire fleet from hijacking one freighter that yeah. happened to have Akbar on it. I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, and so they didn't kill Akbar. They like they space him. <laughs> yeah, which is like imagine if. 
if Akbar had died that way. I know. Like a cargo ship jacking. <laughs> I need your ride, Akbar. <laughs> Grove Street needs your ride. <laughs> You yeah, just get it's... the GTA death screen zooming in on him, floating in space. Wasted. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that would have been something. I mean, Legends already disrespected Akbar quite a bit. Like, yeah. They retcon his love interest away from him, mm-hmm. which is fucked. Um, <laughs> he never gets any family, or he's always described as being no, he, very he lonely. Has a, he has a niece. She he's dies. got his... Yeah. Well, like, he's frequently described as being very lonely. Uh, they fuck with him during the Thrawn campaign. He's got the whole Tower of Winds thing. It's like, man, not a not a good life for him. And then he's no. called back into service when he's basically an old fish, just trying to get sad hand jobs from Winter in his waiting pool. And I guess he goes out after E-back 9, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, like, he does some good stuff, but a, a good part of his plan in the NJO was like, hmm, have you considered training people before doing big engagements with them? And CN saw, <laughs> I was like, you fucking genius. <laughs> We're in business, boys. His, his technique's like, maybe just trick the Yuzhan Fong. <laughs> and they're like, huh. But yeah, um... Poor Akbar. That that's a dis- we should do a whole video just a bit or a whole discussion just all about Akbar's unfortunate mm-hmm. life in in Legends because he gets disrespected arguably with his death in Canada, but in Legends it's just like he dies on guy. a super big flagship in a scene where he wasn't really the main focus. Yeah, so exactly. I feel like you still have a lot of room to tell a lot of stories with him. Yeah, and like plus he probably had a good life. Like the same thing looking- happened to Leia. It's just she survived. Yeah, and she. Anyway, what were we ta- I can't remember what we were talking about. Well, um, we were talking about how Brachus is a fucking dumbass. Is there anything else we want to talk about on that? Uh, I just It's that just topic? really funny how like everybody who joins the Second Imperium gets a very prominent role very early. Like, yeah. They get like, the street urchin kid from like Coruscant who's like one Norris. of the honor guard for Palpatine. <laughs> yeah, like these people are... They're all terrible. Coral yeah. was gone forever. And just comes back. He lets them escape, doesn't he? In the last book, because it's been a while. Coral uh, messed with the door. Yeah, yeah, right. When, or at least when they were on the Shadow Academy, or when they were, Mm -hmm. yeah, when they were getting rescued by Luke. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but yeah, when we start the uh, when we start the book, we get a few scenes of Loey being worried, but then we get to what I'm really concerned about here. Which okay. is Jason's animal collection. And yeah, right. I am I'm well known as a Jason Solo stan for his story in Legends. But uh, I've, I've been keen to point out the antisocial behaviors and antisocial tendencies that he has in the series that kind of foreshadows who he's going to turn into. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to get a lot of that going into uh, NJO. But mm-hmm. here we have him showing his his animal collection to uh to Jaina with this new animal that he's got in a cage and he says i'm not sure what he eats yeah and he just maybe he don't pause eat him briefly I don't have him <laughs> yeah he paused briefly to stuff some food into his mouth this mm. isn't how you raise animals you don't get a an obscure little critter 
and learn about what it eats by force feeding its shit down its throat. Don't capture it until you've seen it eat something. This mm-hmm. is I cannot emphasize enough. Do not do what Jason does in this scene. Yeah, I mean, especially he's like it's not just like worms or shit either. He's got like rats and like snakes and like Yeah. Yeah, and he's an irresponsible pet owner. This is that's all all there is to it. He leaves for months on end. There yeah, is a scene where he's like, "Hey, Raynar, go and feed my shit for me." He just fucking dips out. <laughs> See ya. Yeah, I don't think Raynar's no gonna feed him. So them. He just fucking opens the door and turns into a free for all in his room. Whoever's left when he gets back, he that's goes, <laughs> we're gonna tr- t- test out some Darwinian theories here, boys. Good luck. <laughs> Whoever survives gets to reproduce. Um, I, one thing that I thought was really funny about the, uh, which I'm surprised no, I've never seen online, is that uh, Jaina's eating a fruit called Bofa, and <laughs> just imagine going like, hey Corey, like are you a fan of Bofa? And you'd be like oh, you mean Bofa fruit? And I'd be like no, Bofa these nuts? <laughs> yeah, that'd, that'd be hilarious and still better than any of Jason's books or jokes in this book. I like this one about the uh, whippets. I thought that was Did pretty you, funny. Did you? I have that as a note in this. It's like, what? Just what? What is that? They've got, that's because they got big teeth. So? I'm sure whippets can kiss each other. I don't know. But I think that's, that's supposed to be the joke, though. Well, it shouldn't be so. It's unclear. racist, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's real, like actually really racist, but. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So Jason Solo, not a good person. Jason Solo cracking like just a super super racist joke in like a galactic community, and everyone's just like, "Wow, Jason, that's fucked." Chief of State's son makes racist comment. Isn't there a like a whipped Jedi at this point too, or like soon? Well, Kakrook is in the galaxy he's still, right, he's somewhere. Still alive, yeah, he hasn't joined the academy yet, as far as we know. Yeah. But we do spend a lot. One of the things that I really liked about this book is that we do spend a lot of time on Kashyyyk, so we mm-hmm. get to see a good idea of like how they function. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it with the Wookies, they're supposed to be this like they live in the in their tree houses, but they're one of the most tech savvy species and societies yeah. in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, when they're eating dinner, the uh, <laughs> yeah. The way that their house is lit is with little, like, fly, like, basically fireflies in a mesh cage. And it's like, you'd think that they'd have light bulbs or something. And it's like, you also got to decide, because the book shows Chewbacca, or sorry, the movies show Chewbacca as intelligent, but also somewhat animalistic. Yeah. Like, he can't control his anger. He can't help himself but try to eat that rotting carcass he finds on a branch. So, like... Yeah. What did you think of... Because this Kashyyyk is different than Kodor Kashyyyk, and it's also different than... Um, it's also pretty different, I would say, than Kashyyyk in, Thrawn, in the Thrawn trilogy, where that kind of has the treehouse vibe, but this is more like, yeah, there are like literal cities as well. Well, I think I think it's pretty consistent. Like, it's still... It's the treehouse cities where they're all just interconnected, and it's all the branches, and you go on the walkways. I I don't think it's that different. 
Mm-hmm. It's fair enough. Fair enough. We do I get did, a bit more like, of uh, a connection between like the overworld and the underworld, where they fall mm-hmm. like ten feet and then they're in the underworld. But yeah, it's like I, I was still kind of pissed about um, how Kashyyyk was portrayed in Re- Revenge of the Sith. I thought it was a waste. So you wanted to get the actual fighting farther away from the beachhead? Yeah, just like. I don't know, or have it not be Kashyyyk, because it's like, oh, this is Kashyyyk, it's kind of just a big beach with some, like, big trees, but not, like, skyscraper trees. Yeah. That's fair enough. We do get some Wookiees in, uh, so, Lobaka and Sira's parents work at the computer factory thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think they ever say explicitly what they're making, do they? Uh, I've yeah. I've forgotten it, if they have. Oh, but... not what the parents specifically are making, but they're, like, this factory makes... I think they say like hyperdrive computers yeah. and like it does list what they make and then it also adds some other things as well. And the Shadow Academy wants these things, so they organize a raid on it. It's the factory that Loey and Sira's parents work at. And yep. Brackus and Tamith Kai, the leaders of the Shadow Academy, are also planning to use this raid to uh, to test Zek's loyalty because mm-hmm. uh, they Tamith Kai knows that Zek is or that the the Jedi brats are going to be there. <laughs> and uh, it's basically Team Rocket at this point, let's be real. Yeah. And uh, so we do get some scenes where the Wookiees are wearing their masks in the in the computer facility, which I thought was a funny, just a funny yeah. image. Well, they also have like a hairnet on too. Was the, was like Kashyyyk as a uh, like high tech making computer stuff society, was that something that the holiday special actually took from like Chewie being mm-hmm. like repairing 3PO and all that, and they turned it into that. I feel like that the whole well, that was before Chewie repaired 3PO though, because it came out after A New Hope, yeah. But since he was always doing like the hyperdrive stuff, uh, yeah, uh, like was that something that was established with Chewie's family in Holiday Special? So I think, oh, it been. you mean, yeah, it could have been. I'm not and sure, and that's what got extrapolated into uh, then how come Luke didn't wear as much eyeliner in the movies? That's a good point. You got me. How come there were no songs? How come it wasn't Leia singing Yub Nub at the end of Return of the Jedi? She was busy getting her hair braided by, by Anakin. Oh yeah, fair enough. I I, I do like the like. I'm pretty sure that like Kelsey, uh, my wife, a person who has had two hands her entire life, could braid her hair with one hand. Like it's not like a puzzle. It's just like. Just do it with one hand. <laughs> so you're saying that at the end of that video that Anakin sent, uh, she, Tendal Kosher, just turned to Jason and Jane and be like, your brother's an idiot. <laughs> this kid is dumb. <laughs> like, yeah, you, you solos and Skywalkers are the worst. Like, yeah. You think everything's one. about you. <laughs> yeah, his and his his technique is like, okay, I've, uh, I've, I've done some research. I've solve the puzzle the way you braid your hair if you've lost an arm is to use one hand ladies and gentlemen welcome <laughs> it's like yep it do be like that yeah well in the assault Jaina and uh so they kind of pair pair off with Jaina and Zek where they're mm-hmm. dealing with each other but at one point there's a uh, one of the Night Sisters just falls. Was it Vonda yeah, that fall? Or no, it was Garrowin. Yeah. And uh, they smashes act- her head on the tree on the way down. Yeah. <laughs> and Jaina is like, keeps playing, replaying the 
the scene in her mind, still not quite able to believe what, what had happened. She saw the Night Sister falling, falling. So I think this is supposed to be the first time they've seen anyone die. Uh, yeah, think. I'm trying to. I was trying to think too whether they killed anybody else, but well, they they absolutely did. They took part in massacring an entire nest of those bugs. In was that in lightsabers? No. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I think that was in lightsabers, and uh, and they don't seem to care about that, even though they're sentient. Like yes, they were attacking them, but so were these night sisters. And no, like mm. they just thought it was, they thought that was fun. So, again, yeah, I will say very antisocial uh, tendencies from them. Yeah, the the whole duel with Garowin was really funny. Like it was pretty much like comedy. Like she's slipping on the floor, she's running out, she's throwing wrenches at them and stuff, and she literally runs out by like she's sliding on the floor and grabs the door like quarter and spins around. Yeah, <laughs> I just thought that was really funny. There's a lot of like comedic fight tropes that happen in this book mm-hmm. where uh, when they're dealing, when they're like, when the Shadow Academy people are in the, uh, in the control room and the Wookiees mm-hmm. are trying to get in, mm-hmm. their solution to this is like, if we open the door, they're all just going to trip over each other. Yeah. And they basically they massacre a bunch of Wookiees. That yeah. Way. They're all just knocked out. Dark at the, like... No, they definitely killed them. They killed um, some. Some were alive. I think I'm not sure if it was the pile that were dead. There and were the some. The Second Imperium was also but... like bombing residential. Yeah, like, that is pretty pretty dark. And Jason also straight up kills a few type few tie pilots as well. Yeah, like they blow up some stuff with uh, with the turbo laser towers. But That's actually, that, like Star Wars them. always does though. Like even in Rebels, it's like. You can you can't kill. First of all, the hardest person to kill is an imperial officer without uh, a helmet on because it's yeah. like clearly a human. And then it's also the show usually doesn't kill stormtroopers. Sometimes it does. Often they'll be thrown off a ledge. You won't see the death. Yeah, Callus uh, kicks one off when they're hanging yes. on, and he makes a comment. Yeah, that that part was weird. That was yeah, because that's when he's still bad. He's like hanging onto his like he's like get off me, simp, and he kicks him and he. Or maybe that's just how he was like doing his part for the rebellion. Maybe he was already, maybe he was already it, fulcrum. It's possible. And then the easiest way and the no consequence way to kill someone in Star Wars is to shoot them while they're flying a Tie Fighter. Yeah. Because like, even when he's still in his formative years, it's like in Rebels that happens all the time. Yeah. It's perfectly fine to do that. But they do get some practice earlier uh, when they're just kind of chilling on Kashyyyk. With Running the, the Sims. Yeah, they were playing Star Wars Squadrons. <laughs> and I did have a... Because we were originally going to do this book in uh, late October, I think. Yeah. So I, I read it then, but then we ended up taking our time off. And I was rereading yeah. it now. So I still have all my notes from that time. And... I had some stuff about that, but mm-hmm. like our graphics now are much better than their graphics in the future. Yeah. Like Star Wars computer tech is terrible. I still think one of my favorite simulator scenes is that one from Alphabet Squadron where they're doing the attack on the second Death Star mm-hmm. and one of them, I can't remember who it is, basically breaks it by getting too many TIE fighters involved and it's like, yeah, the simulator can't simulate this many ships. Yeah. So it's like... 
they give the they give the fighters shit AI. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, Alphabet Squadron. We only got two months before we're gonna. Have I know. I didn't realize the the third was coming out in. in I think March. it's like March second or something. That's it's, it's pretty crazy. early. Not even two months. A month and a half. Gotta get an early copy of that. That's, that's my dream. I will put in a good word, and I think I'm also going to do a a re-listen of the first two. I think. Yeah, I I was thinking about rereading the other ones, but they're so long. Like they're. I love them, but they're very long books. They are long, yeah. And I'm still trying to work my way through the uh, the end stages Legends reread. So mm-hmm. I've got like four NJO books left, and I've got to do... Are you moving right into Legacy? Yeah, well, I, no, I'm well, going to do Dark Nest. More. Dark Nest, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to do Dark Nest, then Legacy, then I'm going to do the Crucible and Cro- or Cross Current and Riptide, then I'm going to do Fate of the Jedi, and like I'm going to read it all chronologically. Millennium Falcon, Crucible, all that stuff. Right. I don't. I, I got through Crucible during my last big read through, and I just didn't finish it because it's so weird at the end. It's like Han gets Force powers for a bit. Yeah. Like it's really weird. Um, because there's a two big-brained aliens in it. Remember? Hmm. But, but yeah, I I, can, I think I I'm coming up on the parts with squibs from... in them. Which Sorry? is I'm coming up on the parts of the of Legends with all the squibs following oh, the solos yeah. around, and that's kind of the best part of everything. So Yeah, there's we get lots of squib action. Yeah. Um They're pretty big in I think they're even in like they're all the way through Fate of the Jedi too, aren't they? Yeah, I think they do they show up as early as Dark Nest, or is it I think so. Oh yeah, no, they totally do, because remember that scene where they're like the bugs got on the, uh, they get on the, uh, I think it's the Admiral Akbar. Like, they're hidden in, yeah. like, the, um, statues or whatever. Remember mm-hmm. that? I'm pretty sure that the squibs are the ones who sell the good guys the statues. Yeah. Also, I remember a scene from that where Han and Luke, I think, are captured by the Dark Nest. And they reason with them by saying, we're so famous that your best use of us is having us sign all this memorabilia. <laughs> and that keeps them alive for a while. Because, like, the hive mind's like, that is pretty epic. We could get sell that for lots of credits. <laughs> How Han and Luke started simp culture in Star Wars. <laughs> He's like, listen, if you let me take a bath with Luke, you can sell that bath water for crazy prices. <laughs> all right. Thank you for the video idea for next week. I'm definitely going to cover that. It is kind of funny because you don't often get like recognition of just how famous Han and Luke would yeah. be. Yeah, well, that's actually something I wanted to talk about with this book, uh, where Han shows up to get uh, to drop Chewie off, and he's talking about how Leia's off on some missions in the Outer Rim, so he's got to keep a low profile. And this is like the least secret thing that Han and Leia have ever done, mm-hmm. but it's one of the only times Han has ever bothered going in disguise himself or for the Falcon. Like, they do some, like, fake transponder codes, and I think he paints the the Falcon black in NJO for a while. Yeah. Uh, But, like, other than that, there's a few other points where you'd think that they want to lay low with the Falcon, and it doesn't really do much about it. There's one in Tatooine Ghost where Leia dresses up as a Twi... Him and Leia dress up as Twi'leks. Yeah. (laughs) Which is funny. Because, like, of course they gotta go to a bidding... an, An auction against the Empire, because... God, Tatooine Ghost has to be one of the like 
when you get the crossover between prequel stuff and post Endor stuff, that's always so surreal to me. So like having Kitster in that, yeah, the Kitster stuff was weird. Is like this this is wrong. And then even when uh, well, you'll be getting that in Dark Nest because yeah, because the like that's where Luke finds the... the hollows of Padme. Yeah, and it's like you think you might have shared that before now. Yeah. <laughs> It's like I, it's easy to think of like obviously Anakin is their father, but it, and like Padme, you don't often think of as being Luke and Leia's mother, and they don't seem to care yeah. about her that much. Padme is definitely an underused character, um, yeah. and obviously I mean, that's part of problem. it is because we didn't know who she was for so long. Yes, but even during that point, you'd think that maybe there'd be a few things about like, oh, who's our mother? And I feel like that was one of the things that they just weren't allowed to give a solid answer to, because like yeah, no, it definitely was. Vetoed. But then you have like a good thirty to forty books that are published after the prequels start, where we know yeah. who their mother's gonna be, and it's acknowledged maybe twice. Well, I'm pretty sure. Don't we deal with like isn't the Falanasi stuff in book two of the uh, the Callista trilogy? Like, won't that be the like? Isn't that where Luke thinks he's about to meet his mother, but it's not actually? Mm-hmm. Remember yeah, that? I think so. They do but, use um, uh, flow walking for a few things related to that. Like, I think you get a little bit of it with Jason, with following Jason's path. No, I mean, I mean, but... like when. <sighs> no, I know that you're not talking about that specifically, yeah. but I do think we get. I think Padme comes up in some of that. I mean, in even in the prequel trilogy, Padme end up being just a, like her character was underdeveloped, and it's a shame yeah. because. There's some deleted scenes from Revenge of the Sith that have her like showing like being a part of the beginning stages of the rebellion and stuff, which would have been cool. But ultimately, she kind of gets pushed aside as just a oh yeah, that's Dark Fleet Crisis. My mistake. Die. Ultimately, she ends up being just a love interest. For yeah, Anakin. and I think Clone Wars like one of the better parts of Clone Wars is that it does give Padme more room. Mm-hmm. It gives Jar Jar a lot of room too. So that's that's fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I actually some of my favorite episodes of the Clone Wars are the ones set on Coruscant, um, like the Senate murder ones. I really enjoy. Yeah, those are good. Um, yeah, God, like Padme is a good character with one main character flaw, and that's Anakin. It makes <laughs> yeah. no, their relationship makes no sense. Yeah, because she's smart in every single way, but it's just like Anakin's like, yeah, I just wiped out like literally three hundred Sand people, and she's like. You're having a rough day. It's okay, honey. It happens to the best of us. Yeah, like if I if I came home and I told Dana that I just genocided some people, she'd be kind of upset with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, she would. Anakin has basically no redeeming qualities. Just as a he's human handsome. being. Like, he's fine, I guess. Dude, he's handsome. He's ripped, too. You see that one scene... Were you shirtless in episode three? He's not as ripped as his uh, as his grandson. No, but he's he's more cut. He's got better definition for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's got. I mean, I think his his most redeeming quality is the fact that he's very very passionate. Like it's never gonna be boring with Anakin. <laughs> yeah, but he's passionate in the wrong direction every single time. Yeah. No, I, I I agree. Um, Anakin was a was a fuckboy for sure. He's a bad man. 
Anakin's like the kind of guy who would get like broken up with by like his high school girlfriend and like still be texting her like yeah like well remember Trusa Bakura with that scene with Anakin and Leia where mm-hmm. like inadvertently Kathy Tires had basically written the perfect <laughs> Anakin scene and before we ever got anything in the prequels from it because like Anakin coming in and demanding forgiveness because Luke forgived him is like that is quintessential Anakin. That is 100% consistent with what we get in the prequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. Yeah, like, and... Before... So, like, if if I were Luke as well, I'd be kind of pissed that, like, your dad's lying there on the ground and the last thing he says to you is, like, tell your sister she was right. Like, why don't you give me a message? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm the one who just spared Luke, you and... Luke, I built three people. <laughs> make sure you change his oil <laughs> never tell r2 to stay with the ship he won't listen <laughs> well actually he listens every time anakin says so and that's why he stops listening but your aunt brew used to be so hot <laughs> i hope tatooine's been good to her <laughs> It hasn't R2 been very has long. never been mind wiped, so you can actually ask him whatever you want about my early life as well as your mother. Also, there was this guy named Darth Maul, and we cut <laughs> that dude in half, but he came back. <laughs> Motherfucker came back. Obi Wan aged really poorly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, stay off Tatooine. <laughs> It'll make you look like shit. <laughs> Yoda's kind of epic with a lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and he knows Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the Millennium Falcon take off before. Oh man, did you uh, hear that Lu- uh, George Lucas wanted Han to be in Revenge of the Sith as like an orphan on Coruscant? I think yeah. Oh, yeah, man. glad we didn't get that. This dude had no self-restraint at all. <laughs> like, no self-restraint. Uh, <sighs> I, I, I did see this funny video on Twitter, and it was like, you could tell a lot of about a person by what they make, and then it shows Anakin on then 3PO, and it's like a droid with severe anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> like in, in Trailer Park Boys, where it's like, you can tell a lot about a person by how they treat animals. An hour and a half with Ricky and that dog's on drugs. <laughs> well, we actually get uh, a scene in this book where they go for the tour of the of the factory where uh, Chewie got the parts to make MTD. Mm-hmm. And he finally becomes interested in the tour at that point. It's like, I've, He says he was surprised that it was entertaining. Like, It seems like it would be right up MTD. Yeah. It's basically just knock off 3PO's alley. So I don't know what he was expecting. Yeah, I mean, it's a droid factory. That's like... Yeah. Yeah. For a human, that'd be like going on a... I don't know, a porn show? It'd be like going to like... No, it'd be like going to like the house that your your parents used to live in. And your dad would be like, this is where your mother and I conceived you. Hmm. I don't think my parents ever used that phrasing for pointing out their old houses. Well, to be Uh, fair, my, my first house was... Like the one, the house I grew up in was 
Not like a farm. I was probably conceived in what? Yeah. Did you live in like the middle of nowhere? Not a farm. No, but that, like, that was our it? that was our second house. Oh, okay. Uh, no, that makes it sound like we had two sound. Like I grew up, I grew up initially for the first nine years in a house in a in a Chippewa, mm-hmm. in which is like a village yeah, outside but... Niagara Falls, mm-hmm. which is also where James without, Cameron's from. Without the wax museums. Yeah. Well, one of my family members used to own the wax museum. My yeah side. so uh my 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 parents told me that i was conceived in niagara falls wow so we're like we're hometown buddies i, th- I think that means we're probably related somehow somehow like some of the air got in like, i don't know it's just like what that's... i think that's why yeah that's why we're friends probably I, I haven't figured it out i've got Look, two kids I, i'm still i know a exactly. lot of people from I know a lot of people from Niagara Falls, and I don't like a lot of them. So, mm. I don't. I don't know if that theory checks out. Mm. Interesting. But, do you have any further thoughts on uh, on the book that we stopped talking about fifteen minutes ago? <laughs> it was a good avenue to, uh, I'd say, more fun conversations. Um, it was, it was a good book. I mean, all these books are really fun. Like, I'm sure you read this in like an hour. I read this in like an hour and a half. Um, <laughs> pretty think, short book. Well, an hour would have been more time than I, I think I spent a good 25 minutes reading this book. Just crushing her. Well, it's it's one per, one page per percent. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think one I, Kindle page as well, which is yeah. like, which is nothing, which is like a one third of a page. Yeah. So it, but for some reason it was saying, I think it was saying it was like page 166 because we're, the Kindle version that I have, I do have real the same one that we have over there. That I have, I mean. uh, it's like a, a kind of a weird scan. It's a bit of a puzzle because it's, yeah. it was clearly a scan of like a physical copy that tried to complete the words just based on what it recognized. Yeah. And it was like, so sometimes it'll think an O is a B and it's like. It really yeah, struggles with the Wookiee names. There's a very prominent character in the version we were reading called Ali, who shows up every time someone says, ah. Yeah, Ali, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the adventures of Jaina Jason, Tenelka, Lobaka, Muhammad and their Ali. friend, Ali. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go make a, can somebody go make a Wikipedia page on Ali? <laughs> There are some other funny ones. Like I was reading it at first, and I was like, "Okay, this one's not that bad." And then I just got to the end of the first page, and it was just a fucking disaster. Like, yeah. Oh man, <laughs> Ali though. Yeah, that's. I thought Ali was was Lowy. I just saw it, and I was like, "Okay, whatever." <laughs> no, it, it's it's ah, uh, and then the tour droid turns into an to like a an elderly droid. Yeah. Hold on, I I got my book in front of me. I'm just gonna see if I can find some examples. And- it is really funny there's uh one of the best parts about that whole thing is that sometimes you'll just get the book title thrown into the middle of the page because it will like scan in the book title and the page mm-hmm. number from the top right so mm-hmm. you'll just have like uh darkest night randomly thrown into a sentence or lightsabers in the last <laughs> one and it, it turned into uh it, it it adds a lot to it yeah um it's it's, and there's no there's no paragraph breaks and like well there's paragraph breaks but there's no chapter breaks or like well the paragraph breaks. breaks are in really weird places because none of them are actually where the paragraph breaks would be 
They're mm-hmm. often in the middle of a conversation. Yeah, and it's like, also sometimes it'll just be a new paragraph, but like it'll be a major change in location. Yeah. Like, which usually you'd have some sort of like page break or something, but. Yeah, I think I have a physical copy of the next one, uh, Jedi Under Siege. So Yeah, these are ones that I actually had as a kid. These are all at my parents' house in shit condition. Yeah. It's got like some old bookshelf that hasn't been touched since like 1997, <laughs> probably. Well, no. Well, soon uh, Gus can start reading them. Like, together, not together, together, because the I and the, uh, the T and the O look like an I and a B, so it's together. <laughs> together. <laughs> that, that's a Star Wars name, right? That'd be a decent way to like, to like, make up names for people, just like, read through this book like this is trying to say away but it said awa30 so that could be like a droid awa30 get over here like sure uh so do you want to do you have any final thought i guess that kind of was our final thoughts there but do you want to try to rank them or rank where this kind of falls in the five we've read so far we probably Mm. won't do like a a granular rating here because it has been so long since we read the other ones but just where you think this would generally fall um i like the character stuff but i think generally this might have been lower just because it was so ridiculous i liked going to kashik though um yeah but it was a bit on the sillier side even for these books so yeah like i feel pretty safe saying that of the five we've done so far this is probably my least favorite uh but it's also the one that i had to read twice the mm-hmm. other one, like the fact that I read it a second time so close to the first time I read it might be impacting my opinion there. But I feel like even the first time I was kind of uh, I was kind of down on it. Not that I didn't mm-hmm. like it, but compared to uh, compared to the previous ones. I remember that um, somebody got uh, what's her name? Vonda, I think, or Vonda got eaten by a plant. Um isn't like a Lima Rar get almost eaten by a plant? I don't remember. Like, hold on. Are you Just going like... to Wikipedia and look for the, like, eaten by a plant section? Yeah. Well, I'm looking at, Control like, F physical plant. appearance. Because I'm pretty... Is that is that where she loses her, her arm? Alema uh, yeah, goes here through we go. so much. Uh, the Twilight's Alema. worst mutilation came when she was almost bitten in half by a Tanupian spider sloth. So not a, not a plant, but... A sloth? How do you get almost bitten in half by a Well, a spider, spider sloth. sloth. It, I remember the scene. It's pretty epic. Tanupian... Hmm. Oh, I can't find it. God. Alima Rar was just like one of those characters who just got... Fucking forced into every single book, and it drove me crazy for a while. She goes through way too much. Like, yes, just kill her at some point and let her not suffer anymore. Yeah, it's like every I knew in Legacy of the Force, if I saw Troy Denning, fucking Olimar is gonna be shoved in there. It just, ugh. Well, we did get an email uh, on the topic of Young Jedi Knight's Darkest Night uh, from Joel. Who asked, do you think the Young Jedi Knights and maybe even Jedi Academy trilogy would make a good template for post-9 stories involving Rey, Finn, and her Jedi Academy? Short stories with low stakes, maybe a few First Order remnants, but overall a nice 
slice of life adventure of the week type story. I mean, I do love slice of life adventure of the week stories. So. I think we were banned from saying slice of life on this podcast anymore, but yeah, I, I do like the idea of having that kind of format. Uh, like I am, I'm on record as not being a huge fan of the Jedi Academy trilogy, but a trilogy about a Jedi Academy in new Canon, I wouldn't mind in principle. Uh, and like, I really like these books. Uh, so especially as like young reader stuff, getting them in that way. I think that's something that I would hope we see again. Uh, that kind of is what they're doing though with, uh, with the high Republic in some ways, like the, the young adult side story right now that we have is about Yoda with his little, little buddies and little group. But yeah. Speaking of, we're probably gonna have to read that, uh, that young, the young reader book for that, I imagine. I hear it's pretty important. Hmm. Well, we're going to be out of uh, Young Jedi Knights eventually to slot in between other book podcasts, so we'll have That'll to... That'll be a long time. Aren't there... Because this is, like, only the first arc. I think we got Diversity Alliance next. Yeah, there's eight more books to do. So, yeah. we do need to start going to the full-length novels again, though. But considering what's all coming out, it might end up being like interspersing these with those for a while. But I do want to get yeah. back to uh, our dark saber and uh, whatever we were missing for the other one. Uh. Um, Jennifer wants to know will you ever cover the Republic Commando book series in the podcast? Uh, so yeah. generally, you can assume that eventually, as long as one of us doesn't die, we'll probably get to it. Or if we don't get bored of the podcast. Uh, We'll probably get to everything at some point. There's nothing that we're planning to exclude, per se. It's probably the better way to put that, where we don't know exactly where we're going to go with everything, but we do. We want to cover as much as we can. So especially with any novels, they're usually a good uh, a good chance yeah, that we're going to do any, that. Any Legends novel is on our yeah. eventually list. Like I can't think of a single one that's not. Um, that includes like Jedi Prince shit, like... We're getting there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like even the ones that we don't necessarily enjoy as much tend to have some good comedic value because they're very 90s, mm-hmm. which is always fun. But like, I think what the way we're probably going to end up doing it is like we have the main novel episodes and then we have every other week we have like a topical thing. But when we don't have those topics, we'll do one of these kind of shorter uh, children's books or a comic book or something because they're quick reads for us reading a novel every week would be a lot on top of everything else we do but we do want to make sure we have the podcast weekly so that gives us some time to do other mm-hmm. stuff yep but uh i think those are the only emails that are like either directly re- related to the book or not related to something else we're going to be talking about soon there were a yeah. few more High Republic questions, but we're probably going to have more High Republic stuff coming up. We did do an episode uh, two weeks ago where we did just a straight Q&A. We might have a lot again at some point. Not all, but a lot. Yeah. But yeah, I think I don't think we need, to, we need to make this one longer than it has to be. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Again, just a reminder, next week we will have a real-life scientist, an astrophysicist on the podcast be very cool so if you have any questions that we're too stupid to answer which i know is a broad topic let's keep it related only to physics astrophysics uh the associated material 
feel free to send it into tapcaftransmissions at gmail.com. I'm sure we'll also probably be reading the comments for that one, too. Uh, then after that, I guess we don't really have an episode planned, do we? Uh, we don't have anything specifically planned for after that. Uh, we could mark that as being book two of the Callista trilogy. We could... Yeah, it might be time. Because it was... It's been a... We've had some time away from Children of the Jedi. So I think we do need to get back on that train. <sighs> okay. All right, guys. It's time for Darksaber. Darksaber, we will slot that in tentatively for the fourth. Of next so week. that'll be uh, a good birthday present for us is Darksaber. Whose or birthday no, is it? February. Never mind. I skipped February. Oh, you, yeah. Straight yeah, to yeah. March. Fair enough. All right, guys. Until next time, thanks for watching. Be safe. And from all of us here at Tapcaf Transmissions, goodbye. Keep your winters in your Akbars. Ooh, I like that.